Welcome to Raising Nashville. I'm Bucky. Juicebox. And we have made it to December. God damn it. I can't believe it. <laughs> it seems like in the time when uh, the year should have crawled by, to me it's kind of sped up a little bit in some ways, and now we are smack dab into the season. Yeah, it was. It felt like it was going slow, like that March, April, May time period uh-huh. that was like kind of dragging by, and then it just ramped up, and I don't know what happened. It did, and while you know, one year ago from right now, you would be getting prepared to go to friends' Christmas parties, you know, mm-hmm. company parties, like all all of this stuff that happens in December, and we have made it to December. This year feels a little bit different, and it's. Partially the reason that uh, Juicebox and I are sitting inside on a Saturday night about to review a movie that Netflix tells us is a Christmas smash. Yeah, it's not number one trending on Netflix, but it is in the top 10 right now. But who knows, as it gets closer to Christmas, we'll see what happens. So this week we are going to review the, it seems like once a year, Netflix Christmas hit movie. And this year, they have brought to us the sequel to the 2018 uh, apparent smash hit, Christmas Chronicles. Is it? I guess it's a smash hit if it's on Netflix. Like, they it, can just make up the numbers. Like That's it. That's it. If you've made it to Netflix, you're automatically a smash hit. Yeah, I guess that's true. I and, was trying to look up some, like... I mean, I know there's no like box office numbers for it, obviously, but I was trying to like find any type of like budget or anything for either this one or the first one, sure. and I couldn't find any numbers. It's just like all that shit is such a mystery. <laughs> but it is readily accessible. Most everybody out there has Netflix, and each year they tend to drop a holiday classic, and Uh, It's basically a new take on the same old tales we've heard over and over and over again. We did think last year when we did review the movie Noel starring Anda Kendrick. When we did review the movie Noel starring Andra. I did it again. (laughs) Anna Kendrick's. um, That's still not right, but. We. We were pleasantly surprised at, at what Netflix brought us last year, and I remember you saying that you saw Christmas Chronicles one the year prior to it, and it and Noel kind of blew it out of the water. Well, let me tell you, let me correct you real quick that Noel is a Disney Plus movie, not a Netflix movie. <laughs> okay, well, I'm getting my streaming services confused. You're right; it all blends together. But yes, I think Noel was much better than the first Christmas Chronicle. That's just my opinion. Sure. We'll talk about this movie and we can, uh, you know, we'll weigh in on it. So most of you have probably seen it. If you are getting in the Christmas spirit at home by yourselves. You think most of people have seen (laughs) this movie? they have. (laughs) If if you're putting up the decorations, if you are sad that you cannot go to one of your friend's houses um, for a themed holiday party, or you can't go to one of your work things that you dread, but you end up having fun at, or, you know, you just can't go outside. You mm-hmm. want to get in the Christmas mood, especially on a podcast like ours where we do have children. You want to throw on some cartoon Christmas movies, occasionally watch something live action. And we decided to do Christmas Chronicles 2. So we're going to review that for you today. Yeah. Uh, heavy spoilers. If, But honestly, if you watch the trailer, you know what this movie is, probably. Exactly. There's no surprises. 
let me let me preface this by saying I have never seen Christmas Chronicles one. Uh, I did watch the trailer about seven times, and I can tell you exactly what happened in that flick. Yeah, it it wasn't. I mean, I did not like it. I won't say I dislike Christmas movies, but I'm not the biggest like Christmas movie person. But sure. this one was just like below all. It, it was down there. Chronicles one or two. Chronicles 1. Okay. I'm not going to... We'll talk about Please 2. Please don't spoil yeah. your thoughts on 2 yet. I, I did waste a almost entire Saturday afternoon watching this movie, um, but I did that so that if you haven't seen it, maybe we're going to give you a little bit of taste on whether you should or whether you trust our opinions. I'm going to go ahead and say you probably shouldn't watch it. Who knows? But if you have if you have Netflix, you have probably seen the trailer or at least the first 30 seconds because it kind of pops up. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus, uh, reprising his role from, again, the first Christmas Chronicles. Yep. His wife, surprising to me, right off the bat, Goldie Hawn. I'm like, okay. I mean, it... This was easy. Uh, yeah, you have got. You had to have seen this coming. If you didn't, I mean, well, she she was actually like at the very end of the first movie. Like it spoiled that she was Mrs. Claus. Like, so gotcha. It was like leading into that. You knew in the second movie she was going to be. In they it. were going to allow her to spread her wings as an actress. <laughs> Yeah, that, she still got it. By the way, I have to say that. Um, no, I will agree. I want. I want to say. I want to talk about that real quick. No matter what your opinion of this movie is, Kurt Russell and fucking Goldie Hawn kill it. Yes, they both kill it. Kurt Russell was uh, older. Kurt Russell. I don't even know if he's wearing a like beard or wig or anything. Like sure. it could be his own hair and beard. Like because he's just perfect for this fucking role i i have to agree i i think i was thinking about this this afternoon after i watched the film and i'm i'm trying to think of the santa clauses throughout the years right i'm thinking Mm. of like the tim allens and the things like that and they were popular at the time and that's why they kind of got inserted as santa claus right when i saw this and it opened and i I, within two minutes of kurt russell talking i'm like damn he's santa claus like he's just he is the kind of smart ass uncle santa claus yeah no no matter how terrible this movie is, he's killing it. <laughs> he really is. I do have a theory on Kurt Russell in this movie because uh, I'm a big Quentin Tarantino fan, as uh, I'm, I think Juicebox is, and a couple of our friends out there. And I think that this is the exact same role that he plays in The Hateful Eight, except jollier and more Santa-like related. Okay. So I think that Santa Claus, Kurt Russell's Santa Claus, is like the brother of the guy from the hateful eight. And this is like the nice brother. And he's like, you know, the hateful eight's like kind of the bad brother. Are you familiar with saved by the bell? Do you, do you remember when they introduced Richie Belding? Like, you know, Richard Belding's cool brother. No, you don't remember that. I don't. All right. The well, principal. Yes. The principal had a cool brother. He had a cool brother. No. And yeah, I, I, I see kind of a correlation, but you know, I, I just think that this is the brother of Kurt Russell and the Hateful Eight. Um, Same dirty outfit, like big overcoat, huge throw, yeah. like fur throw. Same hair, right? Same beard, same kind of dialect, like same. And I'm not exactly sure where you're going with this. Are you not following? I mean, the Kurt Russell Santa Claus says he's like over 1700 years old, so like. 
is the dude. Well, from no, no, no. Eight. This this isn't like no. This isn't like a uh, universe right oh, now. Oh, okay. I'm I thought you saying, were saying this is like shared universe. Okay. This is not okay. a universe. We're not marveling it because, right now. Because if we are talking about shared universe, they are showing the movie Elf at the movie theater at the North Pole. So it's like so that movie exists. They also show the movie Bad Santa. I don't know if you saw that. Either in the background, no. yes. When when the elves go bad, um, <sighs> their bad Santa is on that marquee. Uh, I didn't know that. So. All right, let's keep going through the people who are in this film. Uh, I've got next written down the bad guy uh, or the heavy in this movie is the kid from Deadpool Two yeah. that has the powers and he doesn't know how to control them. Right. I was like, this is the just the same characters from Deadpool Two, but the P, <laughs> like the PG thirteen version of that character with, uh, without superpowers. I also have a theory that the kid from Deadpool Two is modeled after the fat kid in Run Ronnie Run. Um, in that one scene, like where he gets in a fight with his dad, who's trying to stop uh, Run. <laughs> I don't have I don't have anything to I can't debate that theory. Uh Tyrese is also in this movie. Okay, so I wrote down Tyrese, hell fucking yeah. Tyrese is in this movie. This movie is looking up. And then turns out Tyrese is in the movie for five fucking total minutes the whole entire fucking movie. He's got he's got maybe seven lines and he gets to sing a song with three other people at the end. Oh, I don't even want to talk about that shit. And he in this movie is hitting on or trying to date or is dating Brad Paisley's wife, who is also, if you don't know that little thing right there she is the main actress and father of the bride yeah the steve martin movies right that's the, brad paisley's wife that's been brad paisley's wife for like 25 years um cool so anyway like the, this movie is so ridiculous it's so it's so fucking stupid like the premise is like they're at this hotel. This girl is mad that they're in Mexico, in Cancun, like on a beach on Christmas. Uh-huh. And she's looking at Instagram and she's getting mad looking at Instagram. I'm like, this is this is the most true thing in this movie is just like portraying how Instagram like makes people mad for no reason. She's what, 10 years old? She's 13. 13. Okay. So anyway, she gets all mad. She wishes that she wasn't there. She wishes the Santa Claus, which, you know, if you see the first movie, she has the... The true belief in Santa, blah blah blah. And her, her in the first movie, her and her brother kind of like home alone in their house to to trap Santa, right? Yeah. And they, then and snuck then, in a sleigh and screwed a bunch of stuff up. Yeah. So that's another thing too. Like this chick, basically, this one fucking spoiled ass chick, ends up almost ruining Christmas two separate fucking times. <laughs> single-handedly almost ruining christmas and how can how can you sit in cancun drinking like a cocktail drink and complain about how you're in cancun for christmas when last christmas you were with santa like nobody gets to do that christmas prior Uh, sorry two christmases ago you were with santa like you have no right to complain at this point enjoy your mai tai virgin mai tai and look at the ocean I mean, that was it. She was just looking at fucking Instagram and getting mad because her friends were at like Christmas parties and she was in Cancun. And that sure. was it. So her whole her whole plan was she was just going to go to the airport and change her plight and fly back home. Yep. So that's the other thing I wrote down. I was like, so they're like, 
I, I don't know. I don't know how. Let's. Not, I don't know how in de- deep we want to get into this, honestly, because it's so fucking dumb. And at the same time, uh, apparently, there's all these wormholes that you can just fly through time and yeah. space, and like it's a. Well, yeah. that, that's kind of in the first one too. Like that's how Santa warps around as he goes through wormholes and gotcha. Like, warps to different cities or whatever so early on in this film we find out somebody's chasing santa through these wormholes or has made it through one uh his name is belschnickel uh which kind of got old the more they said it they yeah. could have they they waited till the last time they addressed belschnickel to abbreviate his name and i'm pretty sure kurt russell goes it's okay bell and like just completely abbreviated it the last time of the whole movie so I was so confused about this because, like, I don't know if I heard about it from the office first or if I knew about it beforehand. But Bell Schnickel is like a German, like, kind of like Santa type person. Yep. You know, it was like, you know, it's not a fucking elf at the North Pole. Like, it's has its own lore. So I like looked it up because I couldn't remember if it was like just from the office or if if I could, uh, or if it was something else. So. Real quick, this is from Wikipedia. I just want to read you like their definition of who Belschnickel is. Okay. Belschnickel is a man wearing furs and sometimes a mask with a long tongue. He's typically very ragged and disheveled. He wears torn, tattered, and dirty clothes. He carries a switch in his hand with which to beat naughty children, but also pockets full of cakes, candles, and nuts for good children. So, so, yes, I'm having flashbacks of The Office. So you're saying they casted this perfectly then? The, I guess. The kids like, from Deadpool too. Yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> he, they they didn't go with the whole t- like tattered clothing and stuff. Though, no, you know? I, yeah. And let me just say, like, when the kid from Deadpool 2 turned into the elf, mm-hmm. that elf was the creepiest looking fucking elf like on the planet. Emo like, elf. Didn't dude. even look like the other elves. No, like, yeah. I looked around and I'm like, they're all wearing green and red and this kid's wearing a vest, like a black leather vest. Well, or- beyond that, just the way they tried to make his face look like his real face, like when he was a person. Oh, yeah. like That shit was just so fucking creepy, man. That is true. So uh, anyway, th- I mean, the premise of the film is this Belschnickel guy is an elf who used to work for Santa and then he, you know, something happened. He got trapped in a human body. He got banished to the South Pole. He's trying to make the South Pole the North Pole, take over Christmas, blah, 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 right? He's got a sled made out of like an old junk car and they're pulled by, I had to write this down, jackaloads. It's a jackalope and coyote mix. It just looked like a laughing hyena. A jackal and a coyote. Oh, a jackal. (laughs) It makes so much more sense now. Um, anyway, so Belschnickel is trying to take over. Obviously, Santa's got some duties to do. He what? Go. He's he's got to get prepared for Christmas. And then you know some things happen. Santa felt you know Santa gets duped by Belschnickel, gets pulled in a wormhole. Yeah. Belschnickel unleashes a bunch of uh, blue dust uh, throughout the elf community of the North Pole. This dust basically is the the ingredients of water. Uh, eating after midnight and uh, bright lights and turns them all into gremlins. Yeah, yeah. No, that is one thing I read that they like possibly mirrored because I believe this movie was directed by Chris Columbus. Yes. Which we can talk about um, some more here in a minute. I want to. But I'm pretty sure he wrote gremlins, like the first one, or maybe like did like the screenplay or something for it. Like he had some hand in like creating gremlins. So it's like there's a parallel there you know gotcha 
I mean, it's they were they turned into evil elves, and I didn't like it. I like the happy elves. I, I'm a Christmas happy guy. I'll give any Christmas movie a chance, but don't don't make it dark. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it wasn't there's got to be like, something to overcome. Yeah. I mean, there's always something like that that's got to happen. But can we talk about the elves? I, they look like shit. Like the, I, I feel like the computer, the the CG in this movie was like terrible. That was my children's favorite part. Where are the elves? I, I'm sure, but I'm just saying, like watching it just like from a an adult person stand sure. like it was terrible and it took me out of it sometimes it was just like so like some parts of the movie with the elves were just like total animation you know it wasn't even like they were trying to pump them into like a background it was just like here's this whole other cut scene of elves in an animated like thing you know it was just like wasn't even trying to be realistic. I even wrote, like, during the opening, the first thing that pops up on the screen, and, like, it's this uh, camera that flies through the North Pole area, and I I said, is this an animated film? Because I've never seen the first one. I knew, like, maybe it's a whole animated film, and just Kurt Russell is the human, kind of like Brad Pitt and Cool World or something. Like, (sighs) it's... That would have been interesting. Yeah, but it wasn't, and they... They they mixed this. I don't know the CGI and the reality. I thought it was mixed really well. It was just over the top. It's an over the top oh. Christmas thing. Hmm. Uh, n- not at the end. Definitely not at the end when they get back to Jamaica or wherever they are. Um, I have an issue with that. Yeah, I think all the elves look pretty terrible. But. Sure. Then let's get into Chris Columbus because I I want to bring that up to kind of preface the next thing that I've got to harp on about this movie. Although I did right. kind of enjoy it. You know, I'm not going to lie. I just thought it was so boring, man. It was just so incredibly boring. I mean, this was a two-hour-long movie. It was two hours. I mean, maybe 150, because the credits were, like, I guess, super long. But Chris Columbus, for those of you who don't know, has directed some pretty major films in the lives of anyone from the ages of 30 to 50 i'd say yeah i mean it's a pretty wide range there mm-hmm. broke out on the scene first film he ever directed was adventures in babysitting which one of is your favorites one of my favorite movies ever hands down it defines the 80s it defines growing up in that age and that era mm-hmm. like you know when else would you go to a tow truck guy's house and all this random stuff in the middle of the night in the station wagon with your babysitter like that just doesn't happen right right other things, what do you have any? Do you have written down what he's directed? Because I mean, there's some pretty big ones. I want to stay away from the obvious one here, but oh, you want to stay away from an obvious one? The obvious one that Mrs. draws Doubtfire. kind of <laughs> it draws a parallel here. He did do Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean, that's a huge one too. Uh, nine months. Nine months is a good one. Uh, he did Stepmom, which I'm pretty sure is a film that was like you got the free DVD of when you got your first ever DVD player back then when they were giving away a couple, like you got Stargate and Stepmom and like maybe one other DVD. Bicentennial Man? Eh, did you see that? I don't think that I did. Is it Robin Williams is in that movie? I think so. Um, from what I remember, uh, he did Heartbreak Hotel in 1988. That was his second film after Adventures in Babysitting. And I really love that movie. Um, I, my mom had like a bootleg VHS of it when we were growing up and I, I often enjoyed it. Um, anyway, <laughs> what, what brings us, what brings us to this guy, Chris Columbus is because he directed 
one of the most famous ever Christmas movies, which is Home Alone. And he also directed Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Yep. The reason I bring that up is because there is a very specific scene in Christmas Chronicles 2 that I have to get into. And it is from the beginning to end of when Santa and the girl, I think the little kid, fall through the wormhole to the year 1990. Like, Belschnickel sends this time-traveling, I don't know, attachment to Santa's sleigh, Mm -hmm. opens a wormhole, drops him in 1990 at a Boston airport. And Santa specifically says, Kurt Russell, sorry, you know, no, nobody has Christmas spirit at an airport on Christmas. We're down to 7%. The reindeer aren't going to fly. We've got to go save Christmas by turning everybody's spirits around in this Boston airport in 1990. Right. Very specific. So I didn't know who directed this movie before, but after watching that scene, I had to look it up because there are so many similarities to home alone airport yeah when his mom when kevin's mom is trying to get back to him dude i uh, mean it was uncanny yeah yeah that did the well the lady that's at the counter is doing her best Catherine o'hare mm-hmm. impression even from the, the girl across the counter that works for the airline with the hair yeah like and it came down to literally the band on the floor like right. when she pans and there's a band sitting on the floor just like john candy and his band yeah and like everything was the exact same and i was like is this what the airport looked like in home alone like should i go back and look at it just to see if he's actually using the same airport as well Oh, and then I have, you know, the airport song, obviously a big staple in this movie. Uh, I just wrote WTF, uh, flights canceled on Christmas Eve. Nobody can get home to their parents, but this sing-along will completely change everything. And it did. <laughs> this, that's the thing about this movie. This movie was so fucking predictable, like, from beginning to end. Like, that, everything that happened, it was just like, you knew it was going to happen, like, 10 minutes before. Like, the, sure. When they landed and she meets that one kid and he's like talking about Christmas spirit, it's like, oh, that's going to be her dad. And, yeah. you know, 10 minutes later, you realize they find out it's their dad. So here, here's my favorite part is because I didn't know this either. Apparently her dad's dead, right? Oh, yeah. So, so her dad's dead and her mom's getting with Tyrese and they're at this airport in 1990 and she's talking to this kid who's the same age as her mm-hmm. and turns out it's her dad. Yep. And when it ends, they have to. Santa has to leave. He found what he was looking for. She got the AAA batteries. The other kid did something else. And it's like, all right, Santa's like, we got to go save Christmas. And she gives her dad a hug, like who's the same age, and just holds on to him tight. All right, let me tell you something. She, I, I wrote, I, I was so, I was like, you met your dad in 1990 at an airport, but didn't tell him how or when he dies. Like you knew that information. You could have at least given it up. Like, hey, I love you. I got to tell you something, though. You're going to die in 2016, and you need to stay off that interstate or something like that. Okay. So let me play on top of that theory a little bit. Sure. Because I wrote down, so this time travel thing had to have happened before. Like, it had to have happened over and over again because, like, this kid seeing her dad, seeing Santa at the airport is what gave him the pure on, like, Christmas 
belief or whatever. Yes. That he passed down onto her, which, like, in turn, you know, she would never, if she never would have had the Christmas belief, she would never would have met Santa the first time. She never would have wished for this the second time. She never would have gotten to these shenanigans where they try and traveled back to where he could meet Santa or, like, they could have an interaction with him. So it's like this time loop that keeps going on. So maybe the end of the time loop it would be her telling her dad, hey, this is when you die. And then it changes it because then they don't have the Christmas belief or fuck. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> this is spiraled out of control. Or Let is me it take like, it out and drink of this mixed greens. This yeah. is like. <laughs> but is it like back to the future where anything can alter like reality moving forward so her stepping into her dad's life automatically changes that but that was the other thing too is like i think like um what if she came back and she was walking on the beach with you know tyrese and her you know mom and brother and then all of a sudden she looks to the right and her dad's walking down the beach all because she would have met him that would have been weird yeah so here's the other here's the other thing for my theory the um dad uh, in the first movie the dad like shot a lot of videos like he always had a video yep. camera and shot a lot of videos so like that kid says after he meets santa and doesn't have a video camera he says i'm going to carry a video camera from now on i knew that that had to do with something even not seeing the first movie i knew it it was so just perfectly like a time loop. Loop. it's just like a time loop it has to happen this this shit has to happen over and over again yep so, uh, meanwhile, at the North Pole, uh, Mrs. Claus is trying to fight off a bunch of gremlin elves with uh, the the kid, the, Tyrese's son, in the yeah. movie. and Who is like a, a slightly tougher Steve Urkel? Kind of. I mean, I would give you that. Uh, so, insert the biggest product placement in this entire film and probably going to spark a couple of sales for the Nerf company because he goes on a tirade shooting elves with a Nerf gun. Was it like an official Nerf gun? It was not. It was like those knockoffs that I have in my basement for my kids. Yeah. They shoot harder, they hurt, and they could probably put out an eye, but they are awesome. Uh, but he comes out just like drilling elves, and it doesn't even, like, he's not even hitting them that hard. I mean, the nerd, like, the, the bullets aren't going that fast. No, they're not. He, I mean, he shoots one of them right in the mouth or whatever with it. Like, and he's shooting, yeah, he's shooting them left and right. But later on, He's like super far away from that drone and he shoots down a drone with the Nerf gun. Oh, yeah. And it's like so far away. It's like, okay, that that dart that he shot earlier would have taken that elf's head clean off. Like Yeah. I guess the uh we missed the whole premise of the movie kind of, but I, I said this is all about this movie is entirely about the star on top of your Christmas tree, which for years I have been adamantly against. And my wife is seriously four mm-hmm. and we've gotten in arguments about this in the past i don't like those light up ones because you have to run a separate electric cord like right. up through the tree to plug that into and it's just annoying and they're all heavy and they fall over and they're never standing up straight or anything so she goes out and buys one this year we've got it it stands up straight as soon as i watch this whole movie i'm like that is that is, no like i i hate it i hate <laughs> I hate it. And the this this Christmas star that's on top of the Christmas tree at the North Pole is powered by the light of Jerusalem. Like Yeah, dude, that shit got a little weird. Oh man. (laughs) 
Yeah. And that light comes beaming down like that that beam that <laughs> blew into the White House in Independence Day. So let me ask you this. Let, let me get a little <laughs> conspiratorial on you. So they go to that like forest in Turkey, like Turkey. Yep. Um, I, I'm not sure what the meaning, but maybe there's some meaning behind that. Um, I'm not really sure. To meet the wood elves, they don't believe it's Santa. He freezes this one elf, like the most adamant elf that yep. like doesn't believe he's Santa. He freezes him, like frozen. Goes about his business, like, you know, all the elves other believe it's him, blah, blah, blah. They get the light of Jerusalem. He comes back, unfreezes that elf, and he's like, I still don't believe it's Santa. That's not real. And I was like, is this like a fucking COVID like metaphor right here? Like, this is like the people that fucking get COVID and like still don't believe in the shit or something. <laughs> That's a theory. What I'm starting to learn is like, Watching this movie by yourself really just like makes your brain go in like a lot different directions. <laughs> just, sure, <laughs> just a you have movie. a lot of time to think because yeah. all Christmas movies are just kind of dumb unless yeah. it's uh, it's a Wonderful Life or that's it. Yeah. Like you got to make up your own side story. Uh, anyway, so they get the I feel Christ- like you're just humoring me. No, this, <laughs> this is like when you're like, oh yeah, when you're talking to your kid, and you're like, yeah, I'm sure that happened. <laughs> they- they get the Christmas star back. All is well in the North Pole. Everything goes back to normal. Santa delivers presents on time. And we're left with Belschnickel, uh, still as a human, confronted by Santa and Goldie Hawn. Anyway, so he all he wants to be is an elf. Guess what? He gets his wish. He turns into an elf. We've talked about it. He's kind of... He's super creepy looking. A weird... The creepiest looking elf. Yeah. He looks like the kid from Deadpool 2 as an elf. I guess they had to make him look like that. I don't know. Because we had never seen him as an elf before. None of the other elves like had human like that type of humanistic features. That's what made it so creepy. It didn't look like any of the other elves. Speaking of creepy, the very end of this movie is probably the biggest part, is when the kids are back in Jamaica or Bermuda or wherever they are. Uh, you know, they get sent off by Santa, they ride their little uh what do you call those things? Parachutes. Parachutes down to the beach. They see the brother. Brother's like, oh, man, you got to see Santa again? Cool. Let's go. They're looking for us. And they go <laughs> over there. And then all of a sudden, they hold hands as a family and walk out to the beach alone and sing Oh Christmas Tree at like the top of their lungs. Dude, that was like... For me, that was one of those moments when you like start to feel embarrassed for the people on TV. And it <laughs> yes. makes you feel very awkward, and then it just like it kept going, and I just stopped the movie. Like I, I, I didn't watch it to the end of that. I saw that it was like going on for another at least minute and a half. I was like, I can't do it. I can't fucking sit through this. That wasn't Tyrese's voice. There no, is no that way. Was, no, that was none of their voice. Like for me, it killed it. Yeah, when Tyrese came in, and then the chick came in, and it was like the super odd. Um, Brad Paisley's wife came in, and then it was like the like super auto tune type voice yep. almost. <laughs> and then her son came in, Harry Styles or whatever you called him, came in. It was just like no, no, no. Yep. Yeah. So that's how it ended, and it just with a fizzle. <laughs> All right. So now now that we've gotten through that, I I mean, here's my opinion. It. It was good. When I watched it with my children, as opposed to, yes, I watched this twice instead of watching Christmas Chronicles 1 and then Christmas Chronicles 2. I just watched 2 twice. Um, Watching it by yourself, I I wouldn't recommend that. Watching it with your children (laughs) or family, 
Sure. Like if you're with your grandmother or your aunt and you're, you know, afraid that there's going to be cuss words in this movie, this is a perfect one to put on. Like, yeah. you know, when you're not trying to see nudity with your family because you're in the holidays and you accidentally put on The Rock and realize that Nick Cage is like banging a girl in the first couple scenes, yeah. you don't want to run into something like that. Put this movie on. Right. But I, I have to say, I, I enjoyed it, right? I'm, I am inundated with nothing but cartoons in my house. I have a 10-year-old and I have a 3-year-old, mm-hmm. and all we watch is cartoons, everything. But cartoon Christmas movies, now it's something new. But I watched a live-action movie as a Christmas thing. I, I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't necessarily – it was nails on the chalkboard during some parts, but – the whole movie as a whole, sure. I'm never going to watch it again. Please don't make Christmas Chronicles 3, so I have to watch that. Chris Columbus, I, you still got something in you, man. Come on, bring it back. Bring back <laughs> that old Babysitters. Uh, bring back that old Home Alone. Bring back that old... Was that it? Like, Stepmom? It did he, feel- made, he did Pixels. Yeah. He hasn't. He. I mean, like I said, he did the Harry Potter movies, which people a few of those, which people like. I mean, he's done in some bigger movies, but yeah, recently nothing much. Oh, he did those like Percy Sledge movies, right? No, Percy Jackson. That was Percy it. Sledge. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch those either. Um, yeah, I would not recommend for people to watch this movie. I don't think it was that good. I think there's better Christmas movies. Um, I would honestly rather watch Noel again than watch this movie. That's it. If you have Disney Plus or still within that year uh, allotment on Verizon Wireless where they give it to you for free for a year, click on Disney Plus and watch Noel. I'm probably going to watch it this season just to remind myself because I did like that one. Um, But there are tons. I mean, come on. There's tons of Christmas movies out there. If we could recommend one from Raising Nashville Podcast, it would probably be Silent Night, Deadly Night. You're probably going to have to get on the streaming service Shudder to find that. But... Um, it is an enjoyable one this time of year. Yeah, that, that's a classic. If you're looking for one that's more family oriented, we just watched the that um, Grinch that came out like a couple years ago, where Benedict Cumberbatch plays the Grinch, but it's like an still animated. animated? Thing. Yeah. It's great, dude. It was really good. The movie's great. Yeah, I, I did not even really realize that existed until we were just like searching around for you know Christmas movies where he gets invited to the house at dinner at the end. Yeah, like yes, that movie's awesome. Um, uh, one one thing real quick back to back to this movie it like when I think back to Noel like there was a there was that one scene that just like was the tearjerker scene you know when she's yep. like talking to the little kid and I remember we what we were talking about got all of us you know yeah. there was not a scene like that in this movie no like, tearjerkers I mean this girl's dad died. The other, like Tyrese's wife had died, so this other kid's mom had died, you know. Yep. And there was a couple things where, where, like Mrs. Claus was like, "Be, be my hero, or be brave for me, or whatever she said." I can't remember exactly. And he was like, "My mom used to say that," and you could tell like that was one of the things that like they were trying to get a little moment, but it was like this, just like the timing is weird. It just was like it didn't hit, you know. And I never had any of those moments where I was like, "Oh." I mean, it was teed up between her and her 13-year-old dad, like when they were hanging out with each other. It yeah. was teed up for a tearjerker there. But it never- was, but they telegraphed it like too much, I feel like. or something. It wasn't like, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you are looking for something to watch this Christmas season, and you are scrolling through Netflix, and your family says, hey... 
dad or hey mom i want to watch that christmas chronicles 2 movie I know it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world, but what if we told you that we had something for that? Brown liquor? You could reach in the shelf for that brown liquor, or you could go to the kitchen and open your drawer and get that nice little blue bottle of Two Tour CBD. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. CBD, you can put it on your popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, share it with your family. You can, uh, you know, just drop a couple of things on your tongue as soon as the lights go down and the credits start to roll in the beginning of Christmas Chronicles 2. But CBD will actually help you with anxiety, which is this movie could cause. Um, it will it will help you with stress, with which again, this movie could cause. But it will also give you this euphoric feeling that will help you get through that film and yeah. get on to the next one, because maybe the next one will be Christmas Vacation. You can convince your fam- family that. Yeah, or the the alternate is, you know, take some of this, watch it by yourself, develop some crazy theories like I did, and send them to us. I want to hear it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Let's make this movie more entertaining than it is. And we have a special offer for you to get this enhancement of Christmas Chronicles 2. It is at twotours.com. You go in there and you type in the special code Raising Nashville for 10% off as well as free shipping. Get you some bottles at twotours.com CBD today. Also great. They they are one of the only companies out there that make sugar, CBD sugar that you can cook in all your cookies. You oh, can make Santa, with all of Santa's your food. Cookies. Santa could really use some CBD Dude. this year. So grab some of that CBD sugar from twotours.com. Two Tours CBD, we came home together, we grow together. Well, I think that's our show. I mean, there's not much more we can say other than, again, Kurt Russell, I commend you. You're always incredible. That's the thing, man. I don't I don't know what it is about him, man. He's like, he's a, he's a solid actor. He's a great looking dude. He's yeah. Got, getting better as he gets older. Yeah, right? And like I said before, like... I. I'm not even sure he had a fake beard or hair. Like, that could have just been his own beard and hair. Like, I do not convince me otherwise, because that's all I want to picture when I think of Kurt Russell now. Mountain man, full circle from the thing to now. I mean, Kurt Russell has done it all. Yeah. So we we give you all the praise this week, Kurt. Anyway, we will be back every single Monday this Christmas season. Yeah. Who knows what we'll do next, but we always like to get into the holiday spirit. Uh, Wherever you are, do the things. Like us, rate us. Don't. Actually, don't. I'm going to challenge you not to because uh, it might help. We're a Raising (laughs) Nashville podcast. Anywhere you can find us, Instagram, whatever. Uh, Wherever you get your podcast, we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Well, what we need is, uh, well, it's real simple. All we need is, uh, the spirit of Christmas. Perhaps I should explain a little further. <laughs> well, you can look through any window. You see a great, big, beautiful world. There's an exciting adventure waiting for every boy and girl. But Santa, life can be frustrating. And very confusing, too. That's why when you see a bad mood coming, you gotta catch it right from the start. That's when you gotta stop thinking and learn to trust your heart. 
Christmas. Ha-ha! The spirit of Christmas! Tell it, Santa! Yeah, the spirit of Christmas never goes away. Never goes away. 